0: Hello. Hi. And welcome to Praise Dionysus. Praise, praise him. Praise him. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hey. On this special episode yes. um, of Jake and Jamesy's Chucklefest.
1: It's Jake and Jamesy's Chucklefest. <laughs> That's me it's, chuckling. It's in chuckling because it's the 2023 Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That's what it is and we're here to have a bloody chucklefest, aren't we? We
0: are. <laughs> uh, so on today's Chucklefest we're <laughs> talking about Stinking Hot Trash by Isabel Carney, Hot Nonsense by Matt Stora. And Damo and Mick's Backyard Quiz.
1: Yeah. I'm oh excited. God. Welcome to the Chuckle Fest. Welcome fed. to the Chuckle Fest. Oh my god. Let's do it. Hee <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> How's that? Was that a chuckle? Really? Uh, it's closer to a giggle, but yes. You do a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> that's closer to a guffaw Well, <laughs> ride <right> in <laughs> Oh um, okay. Anyway that's, that's yeah. No. So how have your last few days been? Rate them out of five for me How many stars? Are you giving your recent pocket of time God, this really doesn't sound forced at all What? Unless um, you want to talk about something else You want to talk about like it reflecting on the fact that we are now in the midst of the comedy festival In the the comedy festival yes. There are laughs all around us Yes, the city is a
0: buzz A, a buzz with titters a, a very titty buzzy city Titty buzz um, yes. I hope you're all having a fun time at this, this year's comedy festival. Yes, I hope you're out
1: there seeing things. Is
0: it a Lunig? It's not a Lunig, is it? The the mascot. Is that sunflower thing? Is that a Lunig? I don't think it's a Lunig. I've really lost touch with Lunig's work. Same, so have I, thankfully. But like I think they've stopped using him as the guy that does the stuff for the comedy festival. On Couldn't I tell time. you? Um I Do you want us to th- do that research? I can find out. Let's do it. Nope, it's not a Lunig, it's David Booth. David Booth did the the funny sunflower person who's having a laugh, which I think looks great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good job, Mr. Booth. I'm just glad it's not Lunig. Um, did Lunig do something terrible? Lunig is just a bit of an out of touch old person now. Like he's done, he did that comic of like a woman pushing a pram and the baby's falling out of the pram because the woman was staring at her phone, and he's sort of like saying, "Women should be looking after their children."
1: They shouldn't have
0: phones Like you know It's that sort of thing That's what you
1: think The message of that was Yeah That's what I think Yeah There's also You know Lunig's sister No I don't know Lunig's sister Not personally But uh, Lunig has a sister I can't remember her name But she's a great artist Lunarella
0: Lunarella Lunig
1: Yeah Oh is Lunig his surname Lunig his surname Yeah Go ahead. go Uh, ahead So
0: the sister has this Wonderful artwork Called me shooting my brother In his penis and it's her shooting Lunig in the penis with a gun. Does she not like him? Hates him. Oh! He's, like, super against him on all principles, artistic and, I think, personal.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because every time that he did something wonderful, she was looking at her phone... Well exactly well, She should have been Looking after the kids Anywho <laughs> uh, So thank god It's not lunatic And thank god
0: We're here having a laugh
1: Yes yeah. yeah no It's very exciting It's back The festival That brings how, the city to life How has your week been Jake? My week been um, Yeah good Good I'd say a high point of it well, <laughs> Which may matter more to me Than anybody else Is so, that right? Is uh, Georgie Potter Got into contact with me mm. <laughs> Which is not dramatic We talk often But she is. <clears throat> Reached out And she was like Jake I've done some important Research for you which I'm always grateful for. And she was like, okay, so my sister lives with a speech pathologist. Oh. And so uh, she and her sister went and confronted this woman that Georgie's sister lives with and was like, is there any medical reason to get rid of lisps? Can I cut across you right here and say, I saw a show with Georgie recently and she's told me this story as well. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm very sad about what you're going to say. Sad. Yeah, go on. But yeah, yeah. So apparently there is no medical reason to get to get rid of a lisp. purely for society. It's for society. It's stigma.
0: So I could be, so I could still be talking like this.
1: Oh my god! This
0: is how I could talk, but it's kind of hard
1: to understand me, really. In what way is that true? Give me a sentence with lots of s's. You just did one. Sit. It's it's similar to it being like an accent.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, when I heard that, I, I must admit I'm glad I have a proper s now. But is that because of stigma? Maybe, but also I don't think I'd take myself seriously
1: if I spoke like this. Because of stigma, I see what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. If you'd never been told it was wrong, that'd just be your voice. It's it's akin to being like, you sound too gay, sound straighter, and then being taught to sound straight. And also what I've thought about too, it's like thinking of the casualties of all of these beautiful lisps. it's kind of akin to circumcision. Yeah, everyone's
0: <laughs> out there thinking about penises, aren't they? I had an adult circumcision, so I can't really... So you've been the casualty of both... Of but well yeah but the second one was very much my choice that wasn't sure. that wasn't well me, and that's great thank you very much Um, okay so you think my mouth it's a part of yourself that's been taken from you yes Lachayim
1: Lachayim you were orally circumcised Jesus for no good reason uh, well my week was good oh uh,
0: so <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but isn't that so sad there are so many people out there I feel like you feel like you have stronger feelings about this than I do as I... someone who has lost my list I really don't mind well good for you thank you
1: good for you. Did you have a lisp growing up? I know we've had the conversation, but I don't listen to you. No, never. No, there was a phase where I thought I was developing like a Drew Barrymore style one, but no, I think that was just a phase that I was going through and I'm unsure of why. Because you were just obsessed with Drew Barrymore at the time. No, it wasn't. No, I think it was just like maybe something to do with, and I I have only very, very much like a like a distant but intrigued and largely made up connection with the, like the intricacies of speech. Like I did like one semester of linguistics, you know, Mm it's that level like I'm interested, but I'm too busy to commit myself too much to knowing more about this than I do. But certainly there's something so interesting, even in the way in the way that like performance and acting and stuff and singing to an extent surrounds the idea of presenting yourself through your voice is interesting to me. And I think people that develop consciously or not these kind of like oral flourishes for themselves, and these idiolects it's just a genuinely very fascinating thing about the mm. way that people express themselves and the way that th- their like oral expression is cultivated like even talking to marcus bateson about his very specific style of idiolects that he has the way mm. that he sounds like he's from a different place in the uk than he is right um and the reasons surrounding his belief as to why that's the case like that type of thing like for that reason the human voice is so fascinating to me um and sure. for people to step in and you like solely to again, circumcise to, and just like circumcise these people with with like without consent, whatever. Um, I think it's just a bit of a tragedy. It's interesting when you, uh, yeah. I guess I, yeah, I guess it's something I never really thought about. Yeah, well, start thinking about it. You and everyone else, just you know, develop a cool opinion about it. I think I'd be interested to hear what people think, especially people with lisps or who want their lisps back. And again, that is very similar to the foreskin dialogue. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I totally understand. So wanting, many wanting men want them back. back. Yeah, yeah. But that
0: yeah, that yeah, that's interesting. Yeah? If you've got a lisp and you 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 like it, write in. Or if you hate it. Or if you hate it. Or if you had a lisp. Mm. Or if you wish you had a write uh, in.
1: Especially if you wish you had a lisp but never <laughs> never had a lisp. Yeah, do write in. Ah. Uh, um anyway, yeah, that's <laughs> so, that's my week. So <laughs> rate rate that rant out of uh, I'm not going to rate my rant. My <laughs> I'll never rate one of my rants. I'd give it 6th. Uh, of course you would. I'm going to give it 66th. Oh, I'm gonna give I'll it fifty stars. Um, God, it just I don't know. They deserve more. A star for every victim. I'm just gonna go ahead. There's
0: only 60s. No, there's a lot more. I was gonna go ahead and say,
1: hey, if you've never had a list, maybe don't do the lisp joke. Why? It's pretty, it's I think good. it's beautiful. No, it's pretty offensive to people out there. It's not like a lisp's. race, James. Hmm? And it's a dwindling minority because they're victims. I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> You're an ally. I'm an ally. <laughs> Uh, My week was good. I What did I do?
0: I've been watching a lot of Gardening Australia. Okay. I fucking love Gardening Australia. How come? Well, I used to watch it with the family when I was a a a Mm -hmm. wee-in. And then I stopped watching it when I moved out. Well, we stopped watching it long before that. But uh, my partner Flynn being yeah my, my your par- my boyfriend
1: what? my boyfriend James hi uh-huh, well that's amazing yeah. no, the
0: that's first James deal.
1: <laughs> the the first deal. Jake and James hes chuckle fest and you're announcing you're in a relationship <laughs> that's huge
0: uh, very, that was good that was topical
1: what an that's, episode
0: uh it's <laughs> huge huge deal we've been together for nearly two years now um we he loves gardening Australia because he loves gardening mm-hmm. and he's watched gardening Australia all his life so I started watching it with him and it's just one of the most beautiful shows is there like a gimmick to it? The gimmick is it's like the most community centric show I've ever like you, you'll ever watch. Like it's, it it teaches people how to make like all sorts of things in their garden on like really slim budgets and how to like how to grow things and diff- it's just so nice. And the the presenters are all so nice. And it's just it's just if you ever wanna if you're feeling a bit down and down and out, watch an episode of Gardening Australia. It'll make you feel
1: right right at home. <laughs> Do you like that? Uh. Sure, that's nice. It's got that bearded
0: guy, Costa, that does the the presentation. I don't
1: know bearded Costa.
0: He talks a bit like this. (laughs) He's he's great. We like him. We like him a lot. He's very intense.
1: The only thing that I have similar to that, I suppose, in terms of something that can can reliably... Uh, the, sure the, If you're talking about Comfort daytime television Of course The View Is my go to for that Absolutely uh. um, But otherwise I had a, like, a moment was, like, I was almost embarrassed By it the other day I was having like An awful day And I was like so sad And I was standing in the street Waiting for a tram And then like this pair of like Beautiful Mormon men Come up to me And ask me where we are Like in terms of like Geography Like what street we're on And I tell them And then they like Skip off together <laughs> And I was just like For a little bit. (laughs) Like it just kind of like dragged me out of my sorrow and just reminded me that there's like goofy beauty out there. And I just sort of like zoomed out of my sadness for a second. And I was like, thanks universe for bringing those Mormons my way. It does
0: feel like a bit of a circuit breaker of,
1: oh I can't be sad, I'm too confused right now. Too confused and too just taken aback with like, what a sweet little, like if you'd seen this man's face. of just like, is this high street? (laughs) And I was like. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> then they ran off in their little pair, two by two, two by two, marching um, to victory. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my Australia. A lot of Mormon Australia. porn out there. There is a lot of Mormon there you porn. Go. Um, yeah. But what? yeah. So I suppose hot Mormons are my gardening Australia.
0: In many ways, I would, I would, I would agree with that as well.
1: Great. Um, have you rated your week yet? Out of five stars.
0: Oh fuck it. Let's do. Look, I'm not having the greatest week, so we'll give it a two. Go. <laughs> okay. We'll give it. A, we'll give it a. Actually, no. Last week I gave zero, so we'll give it one this week. It's one up.
1: Oh what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You got to start.
0: Getting. We're getting up there. Great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well,
1: do you want to start talking about the comedy festival? That. I. Uh, you know what I
0: could use? I could use a chuckle fest. Ah! <laughs>
1: oh. 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 Hi, James. Talk to me. Okay, dokie. So me and beautiful British Johnny went to the MC showroom. Famous for having a hole in the roof. Hole in the roof. Hole in the roof. Which you room. didn't believe. You never <laughs> Until believed Until I believed me. it and now it's all I think about. It's a hole in the roof. Yes. Well, the show we were going to see, which is Stinking Hot Trash, was in like the little room, like the same room where I went to see Darby James do his like one man yes. song cycle showing thing. Yes. The thing that he does, I think, still once a month. Yes. So that little room to the side. Okay. So no hole in that roof. No hole in that roof. <sighs> That's just a full on ceiling. With, like, it ends and stuff where it's supposed to, and no discrepancies in the middle. Give me five minutes. To what? Finish my description of a functional to put, ceiling? To put a hole in it. I'm not going to... No. <laughs> Leave that roof alone. So we were there, um, and Samuel Buckley and Will Hall directed this show, mm-hmm. um, and Isabel is in it. <laughs> By herself, with, like, a stage hand that is occasionally useful in terms of delivering things on and off the stage and whatnot. Sure. Yes, who also doubled as a very lovely, like... Ticket taker, door person. Oh, lovely! Super lovely. Um, yeah. So yeah, went inside, sat down, and yeah, the show began. <laughs> okay, <laughs> classic. Right. Crack on. Move. Yeah. Um. Show. Yes. Yeah, so it's like it was like a series of like offbeat, lovely, like cleverly woven together sketches, visual aids, little videos, like jokes and whatnot. Um, and that's like the the general idea was like it's almost like a one person sketch show, oh, lovely with a lot of like lovely little sentiments or like odd moments. And it was like the the type of offbeat where it's kind of like, like not offbeat in the way that it was just like only her sense of humor and no one else's, but the sort of offbeat where it was like, funny irrespective of your involvement, like it was the sort of thing where it's like wonderful jokes would walk past you and if no one laughed, that's your fault, stupid, because it's just like, (laughs) yeah, it was like clever and unique. And it was kind of like part of the surprise. It seemed like from the audience was like, Isabel's clearly very funny and clever. And the shows that she's put together is a really, really like cool, interesting, vaguely experimental time. And it was fun for me as an audience member to see her and to see what she laughed at and found funny about what we enjoyed. Oh, sure. Part of what the exchange was like. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. The title itself, Stinking Hot Trash, is Mm. kind of in reference to this idea, like, the show starts on bin night, but then as she, as as Isabel describes, and uh, I don't know, this clever dichotomy she establishes between the idea of, like, a person having baggage and a person having garbage, Mm. and the difference between those two things.
0: Right, okay. How would
1: you define the difference between your garbage and your baggage? I guess... Really, the only difference is that one is a physical thing that exists in the world. James, <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? I think we're going into metaphor territory with this one. Like, you know how a person can have baggage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now imagine that a person can also have garbage. Oh,
0: okay. I thought you meant literal garbage, like no, I act- can, actual trash. I, I can see. I yeah. saw that confusion. My brain in is real still time. melting from a cold. <laughs> yes. Um. Garbage and baggage I guess baggage Will be something That you carry around With you And garbage is something That bogs you down Until you clear it out Interesting That's okay. so what I would say well, well, would Could you d- give me An example of Sure you have... Baggage would be More adjacent I guess To trauma Like stuff that is just More permanently there like... But even like What's an example Of your yeah. baggage Yeah Yeah so my yeah. baggage I guess would be uh, I have an ex-boyfriend That cheated on me mm-hmm. That's left me with baggage Yeah that, that you know I can't really Get rid of at the moment, but as I'm just carrying it around with me, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas garbage, I guess would be like, uh, Oh, what would garbage be for me? I guess that would be, I'm upset that the meal that I made last night wasn't really good. And I was putting a lot of energy into it and it sort of turned out shit. And then that made me feel shit about my life and made me feel shit about not achieving things. And, that's garbage because you know that'll wash over and it'll be shit for another reason. Mm. But the garbage is the the meal for
1: me. Like the that
0: sort of idea of trying to make a meal and it not working out. That's something that is just going to move on from
1: eventually. Oh, sure. Something that, like, a healthy person can just, like, put into a bag and throw away and never think about again. Yeah, yeah, garbage, rubbish, gone. Okay, great. Why well, Do you have That's a different idea? Nice. No, I just wanted to illustrate it to make it clear, and I think you did that very well. Thank you very much. Yes, I would never get that personal on a podcast, so very brave of you. To cheers, that cheers, sort of... cheers. <laughs> <laughs> feels good, feels good. Um, something that always makes me anxious as a person that, you know, makes theatre and watching someone do it, anytime someone tries to incorporate something like a PowerPoint presentation or any oh, sort of, like, visual risky, aids. risky, business. Risky, and it was Perfect. It was like so smoothly incorporated into this, mm. um, but yeah, no, I would be too afraid to do it. I keep being pushed in the direction and we did it. In five stars, we did you it. You did A lot of media. But, yeah, no, but anxious. Yeah, no. So but ang- my but's anxious.
0: My mm. butt's um, anxious. Yeah, because all because all it would take is one wrong click and then you're on the wrong slide. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the projector fails. Yep, yeah, maybe your USB gets corrupted.
1: And I feel like this is a thing that was like traumatized into us by like the school system.
0: Sure, sure. The number yeah. of teachers
1: that were like, can anyone help me with this?
0: Oh, yeah, but, but also <laughs> most of the teachers didn't really know how
1: to use... You can't whisper that softly, James. <laughs> what are you mumbling about?
0: Most teachers didn't really know how to use IT.
1: IT? Computers. Right, right, sure. This is what IT is. <laughs> you huh? old fuck. Isn't he an alien?
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I thought it was a song by Katy Perry. I that's mean. a slightly old gay talking about E.T. E.T. I don't know how E.T. goes. E. You're so supersonic. Could you be my angel? Could you be a devil? Is that E.T.? Yeah. Oh.
1: Does E.T. stand for extraterrestrial? Extraterrestrial! Oh, it
0: does stand for extraterrestrial in Great that song. song. I love that song. You love that song? Yeah, I used to listen to it a lot as a kid, and I'd have a whole drag number worked out in my head. Worked out in your head? You've never done it before, though. Oh, God, no. No, I don't dance. You don't dance.
1: Not not in real life, but in my mind. <laughs> God, did you see that footage of, what's his face, Corbin Blue from High School Musical, more importantly from High School Musical 2, performing uh, like a man version of Mine Air from Cabaret?
0: Yeah, was it um, Broadway b- uh, b- backwards? Yes. Bro-
1: yes, yes, I did.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think? I thought it was very
1: sexy it was very sexy Yeah, it always is Broadway backwards okay. It's always very sexy mm. Yeah, what do you think? Sure No, it's very personal I wouldn't share that sort of thing On a podcast Yeah, no <laughs> Stop this I, No, I thought it was fine No, I think I only thought of it Because he was in that You know, that duet number With the gay boy In High School Musical 2 Where he said that he couldn't dance Oh, sure, yes I think my favourite Broadway backwards Is
0: Bring on the Men Like it's that song From Jekyll and Hyde where it's like the, bring on the mail and let the phone begin, you know, that one. Where and a like, bunch of men perform it. In yeah, because like, it's usually okay. like a bunch of women doing like this sort or of like prostitute bit. But then Broadway Backwards was a bunch of
1: sexy men. Oh, sure. Great. One of the most erotic things I've ever seen, <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> okay, getting deep. Was when, when it was like, it was like the Australian version of that, I suppose. And it, what was it called? It was like Bent Broadway or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Broadway Back, no. Um, it was something like, it was the same idea. Yeah, yeah. But it was something else. But it was like all of the guys in King Kong, the musical, like all those super muscular, like puppeteers Oof. and they performed Hey Big Spender. And what a choice. It was the most erotic thing. You still think like, about it to this day? I was day. there with my friend. No, I haven't thought about it until like, I have in the past, but not recently. Cause it's just coming back to me now in a flurry. It's all coming back. But it was like, I was sitting next to my friend Katie and by the end of it, we were just like, that was too much. <laughs> wow, it's overwhelmingly I mean, erotic. It's a big puppet to puppeteer around. You've got to be muscly. You have to be muscly to move a giant gorilla around. I've said that a number of times. You have. It's been weird, but now I get it. Yeah. See. Yeah. No. So anyway, horniness aside, um, in Isabel's show there was a dog named Beefheart. Terrific. Terrific. Beef. Anything, anything, anything with beef. Incorporate beef. beef, beef. beef. And you, you've got the you've chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You've got Jake on side. <laughs> okay. um, there was a, a sincerity stool where a dairu was read. Perfect. Perfect. Wouldn't change a thing. Um, and something that I just want to highlight... Just because I yeah don't want to like, spoil too much Or whatever If you're going to see the show Or if the show happens again at some point soon But she tells this like vivid story About meeting a woman named Smoke and Rose oh. <laughs> And it was just this great illustration Of this bizarre altercation With the character that she's concocted And I just I really appreciated This like sentence that she said Where she was like describing <laughs> The living situation for Smoke and Rose mm. And then she's like I asked her to open a window And she asked me what that was <laughs> <laughs> That's great That's funny I just think that's really funny a really fun and also line. I'm just going to say I like any time that someone like, like Delves into and utilizes a trope And then does something surprising with it And, and Isabel managed to have this moment That was a take on the like If you look under your seats You'll find a blah 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 mm. um, With an outcome that I've not experienced before oh. And worked really well in what the show Felt like it was trying to accomplish can you tell me what that was now? When I No, got... no, because I don't want to ruin the surprise. No, no, no. But no, because, like, what happened afterwards? Johnny, Johnny participated. Something happened to Johnny as a result of what it was. And I'll never forget the look on Johnny's face. It was really, really sweet. <laughs>
0: I need you to tell me personally, Jake.
1: Look, I may do it once we stop recording. But, again, I don't want to ruin it for people. Okay. But, yeah, it's one of those, like, little personal, like, theatrical tiny little theatre moments that I was really grateful for getting to experience. Oh, lovely. Because of the theatrical craftsmanship. Oh, that's so nice. It was so nice. And even outside of that, like, it was so lovely to, like see Will beforehand, meet Sam as well, like the two directors, mm. because Will of course was recently in that Darby James show, not yep. to keep talking about Darby James, the show about like being gay and vegan and sad. Yes. Um. Yeah, so it was great to see him again after seeing him in that, just cause I enjoy talking to him. And then yeah, meeting Sam, the other director, super lovely person, got to talk about a lot of really interesting things with him as well. This mm. is really just me summarizing how fun it is to socialize sometimes. Yeah, it yeah. is fun sometimes. Re- sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And then yeah, a really wonderful time at the theater. And it was cool because I think that was my first comedy festival show of the season. Oh my god, well done. It's like a cool little, like, way to like, kick it a off. nice springboard. Sure. Into the chuckle fest. Right into the chuckle fest. Oh. And now we're
0: in the heart of it. We're, we're, our fest is well and truly chuckled.
1: Yes, very much so. A fuckle chest. A fuckle chest. Do <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yes. Great. do. I like want um, to Do you want to talk about something now? I'd love to talk about something, if that's okay. Alright, we'll see how it goes. Thank you so much.
0: Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, too, went to see a comedy show. Yes, yeah. where would
1: you go? I
0: went to Mantra. Mantra Hotel. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, just for a cheeky night away? Just wanted to get away from it all, you know? Yeah, I do. Um, no, it was one of those... Ex- exper- you've been to a hotel for comedy or theatre before? Yes. It's a weird vibe. Yeah? Like it, it feels wrong to me. <laughs> because you're a traditionalist. Okay, it didn't feel wrong. It just felt strange. Um, it was, you know, wandered up the, the grand marble staircase and yeah. then gets shepherded into a room.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and yeah, it's one of these weird little black box rooms. Yes. Which is great. Um, and I love Fringe Festival as well, but Comedy Festival has a special way of doing this. Of just having these weird little black rooms that are never used for anything else. And you are pushed in there, <laughs> locked in with a crazy person. Like, it's, it's terrific. Okay. You, like, you, like you're, it's just for an hour... You're sitting there. And I think like it's different for comedy festival in particular, because that's usually them directing the audience directly. Like, it's them performing to the audience. In this case, not stand-up, but like... Whereas in Fringe, I feel like a lot of it is theatre performed with a fourth wall. Okay. Comedy yep. festival is quite often just like, You there in the audience! Okay. And I think that's funny, when you are just locked in a tiny room with someone who is just giving it their all. I and it seems right. a bit like
1: the the person in charge just happens to be the most confident one on a slightly risen platform. Exactly. Okay. It's so funny sure. to me. Okay.
0: Um, so we went to see... I went with... Uh, our, our dear friend who's already been mentioned on this podcast Georgie Potter Oh yes, I know yes. her Yes, I've yes. heard of her um, Recently had her hair done very curly Looks terrific Oh, curly hair Georgie Curly hair Georgie Yep Fantastic mm-hmm. um, So along we went to Mantra And sat on down to see Matt Stora in Hot Nonsense Hot
1: Nonsense Hot Nonsense That's a sexy title It's a great title Yeah
0: Great performer Um, front row. Sat on down. On
1: purpose? Or you were like, Phil from the front, please. They were like,
0: Phil from the front. And we were like, okay. So we just sort of went on in and sat down in the front. Okay. Yeah, confidently. Hi, I'm Phil. From the front. Stop (laughs) it. Go ahead. That's funny. I'm going to use that. Um, (laughs) and pretend I came up with it. Uh, so the only thing on the, so there's a little stage, a keyboard, and a big sort of board. Like a, like a, like a, like a whiteboardy thing. A keyboard and a whiteboard. A keyboard and a whiteboard. pair of boards. Uh, and it's not a whiteboard, it's just like a cork board. And it's covered in, in, like, down the side, it says five words. It says uh, sex, love, uh, smart, rant, and another one which I wrote down. I can't remember more than five words. Uh, flex. Okay. And then along the top, it has four emojis. Okay. And it goes poop emoji, uh, song note emoji, flame emoji, and then uh, fried egg emoji. Okay, and they d- they form a little graph. Okay, so that's all we have. Okay, and so we're wondering, What this? What is this? Can you stop saying okay like that? I'm, I'm an active listener. Oh, <laughs> <And you laughs> a graph, much, you say? That's much better. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we're not no, no idea what it's going to be. Yes, clap for Matt. Out he comes. Yep. Um, and st- does does a little song. He's a singer. Oh yes. Yes. Now he is. I've done some research now. Yeah. He's a social media uh, sensation. Oh. He's got like 70,000 followers or something. And he on what? On TikTok and Instagram. Okay. Those sort of ones. Sure, so I'm not, famous. I'm not with it. Um, And he makes songs. Like he makes like silly songs and he does like covers of songs and they're all very like fast, witty wordplay songs. Okay. And as he told us in this show, he got into it during lockdown and just let it consume his entire life. Mm-hmm. And now that's what he does. And he's really good at it. Oh, great. Um. Well, that's a positive outcome from lockdown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's also supremely charming. Like, just a very charming man. And the way the show worked, I'm, it's good because it required a fair amount of him interacting with the audience. Mm-hmm. And he's. I'll, I'll get to it. So, the way the show works, he has 20 songs that he has written, mm. brand new songs, and he's got them memorised in his brain. Okay. He's got them all up,
1: he's all, they're all up there. Yeah. Yeah. You've, yeah. You've, you've... I like how you're saying this, like it's a magic trick. It's yes. a magic trick. <laughs> yeah. But then
0: he, he says to the audience, he picks someone in the audience and says, you need to pick some somewhere on this graph and, and I'll sing that song. And the way that the graph works is he's got the five genres down the side. Yep. And then the rankings, the shit songs, tunes, uh, g- like bangers. And then the last one is Cooked. Cooked. And So you pick like, say for instance, uh, like I picked um, Shit Sex. And, and oh, of of course, course you did. Yeah, of course. It. We had scat to, pig. I, know, and, as, yeah, I didn't know what it was about. <laughs> so um, he then sings the song that he's written that is about like, that is a shit, six, uh, a shit sex song. Meaning what? Jesus, that's hard to say. Like it's a song about sex and it's sort of shit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. then that's how it works. And then that person who has chosen that song, once he's finished singing that person gets to say if it was hot or if it was nonsense. Oh. Okay. Ah. Ah. And then they choose <laughs> the next person. To okay. choose the next song. Oh, so it's nice. a lot of audience interaction. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say straight away, Matt can remember names, which is something that I'm always really impressed by. Okay. Because I can't remember names to save my life.
1: Because you're one of those people that, like, hears the person introduce themselves and you're too anxiously, like, being like, make sure you shake their hand quickly yes. <laughs> to actually retain their name. 100%.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. I get the feeling you have a similar vibe. No. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. Um. So, like, he'd finish his song and then he would turn back to the audience and say, What do you think of that, John? It was like, how did you remember John's name? And then later in the show, he'd refer back to other people that had, that had pointed out a song earlier on. Hmm. I just wanted to shout out to you, Matt. Very impressive. I just thought that was an impressive part of the show. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, so, <laughs> I wonder if anyone spent any of, like, of lockdown becoming one of those like, terrifying super-rememberers super rememberable. Do you remember there was a phase, maybe it was just because of the type of like news that I was ingesting when I was about like 14, but there was this phase that we went through, maybe because I was really into Naomi Robson and the way that she hosted Today Tonight. But I feel like there was like a patch of time where there was this big thing of like, people that were really good at remembering stuff and ways for you to become a better rememberer. And they were like, I remember I was gifted like this like, a day calendar that would help you exercise exercise your memory abilities every mm. day mm. and there were like those things of like men going to schools and remembering every student's name after hearing them once and Oh then that's they, cool. And they'd talk you through the different mnemonics they used to retain large slabs of information. I wonder if anybody spent lockdown becoming good at that I would
0: hope so. I'd hope there were some people that trained their brain rather than just got stoned and fried their
1: brain cells Is that a thing that you did? During no. You? No you wouldn't do that. I would never do that. What did you do? Read the encyclopedia. Yes, I read,
0: read a lot. Read a lot of books. Love books. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so th- so it's an artist who has successfully come out of COVID with a new skill. Yep. Um, Did he mean, go into COVID without? I was, I was about to say, I don't know. I, I, I He said that he really got into making songs that are all like wordplay. Like word-based. Like pun-adjacent pun jokes that aren't puns. The very, my favourite one that he said, mm. it was a song that... He, I think it was... Um, what was the song? It was a flex. It was a it was a, one of the flex songs. Okay. It Was about being lactose intolerant, but just drinking milk anyway. Incredible. I know, It was very funny. But one, yeah. of, one of my favorite lines <laughs> was like, um, "No, I'm not a coward. I'm heading Coward."
1: Ah.
0: ah, Like every line was sort of off that ilk okay. You know like it was Off that
1: milk <laughs> oh, No no no
0: <laughs> Step aside Matt Store. No 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 um, But like I mean every line was like that He came out I can't remember what the name of the song he started with But it was so fast And the words came so thick and fast That Georgie and I were just thinking like, oh, oh, oh God just trying to keep up with all of the jokes And trying to comprehend them as he went Yeah Like really impressive stuff Um, And all the songs were really good, which is another thing that I was quite happy about. Like, I looked at his online presence, and a lot of the songs that he does on, at least the ones that I've seen on Instagram, are all very, like, um, they're covers. Like, he's changing the words of already existing songs. Okay. And they're funny, but these were, like, genuinely clever. Like, these songs that he had written from scratch. Okay. Like, like, really, all of them, yeah, really good. Uh, Another thing that I liked about the show, it had an adjustable length. He could, he could pick how long it was going to go for because all he had to do was like, all right, we're running out of time. I'm just not going to do any more songs. Oh, great. So he didn't do all, <laughs> all 20 of them. We just yeah. picked as many as we could. And depending on how the banter went, mm-hmm. it would take more or less time and he'd be able to do more or less songs. That's great. So good. And he was just open about that in terms of like, this will be done whenever I'm sick of it. <laughs> no, he didn't say that at the start, but he said we're going to get through. I think he said like, we're going to get through as many as we can do. Oh, cool. And that's what we did. Yeah. um Yeah. and so. That's our work. Another thing: the audience. If you were picking the song, picking the person to do the song, you couldn't pick uh, uh, anyone you knew. It had to be a stranger, yeah. which forced a lot of like fun little interactions between. That's like, so nice. Yeah, which is quite quite nice. Like lots of people are going, uh, "The person down the front," they'll you turn around to a little wave. Mm. So That was kind of cute. Aww. so fostering community.
1: That's nice. Yes, God, yes. for some reason, I'm really
0: into that style of audience engagement. I think you'd really have like. I think you'd really like it. Yeah. Um, and even just the way he's got a real... Matt, I, he's not a stand-up comedian per se, but he's got a real good stand-up vibe. Okay. Like, when it was the banter, he could just sort of took anything in his, in his stride and just went with it. Hmm. Um, and he, like the things he had to say were genuinely very funny and, and I don't know, I just n- never knew he existed. And now he's probably someone that I would like to try and see at the next comedy festival when he comes around. That's super cool. I was there having a little chuckle fest of my own. Yeah. <laughs> so my question to you is you're doing this board. You've written up this board for your show. Okay. Those are the five categories. Yes. What's the sixth one you're adding? So there's sex, love, rant, flex, and smart. And these are all like topics of song, genres. So you're like sex songs about sex, mm-hmm. songs about love, smart intelligent songs. Mm-hmm. Songs that are rants, songs that are flexes, like, I've got my Bugatti, and things like that. Uh-huh. What's your sixth one?
1: I think my sixth one would have to be, like, Darkness. Yes, like, I'm
0: glad you said that. You're glad? it was going to yes. be mine as well. It would have
1: to be, like, about, like, shame and about anger and about, like, intrusive thoughts and, like, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, self-loathing. Like, that that whole world. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: seem very Jakey. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I want you to say
1: something similar. I
0: think I was going to say something, like, something spooky. like yeah. Like, an element of fear. Um, that I, feel, I felt was missing from that graph.
1: Um, <laughs> I feel like when you say spooky, though, it's more with the think of, like, there once was a skeleton that lived on the roof. <laughs> on the roof and inside on the, the house, roof, there was the bears. Roof, the <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would go more <laughs> scary then than spooky. Okay, sure. Um, What's scary? There once was <laughs> a shark who lived in the sea and that is had scarier. a machine gun too. Oh, God! Yeah, That is
1: that is much scarier. Machine yeah. gun shark. <laughs>
0: machine gun shark. I, I'd watch that.
1: Um, yeah, not to dwell and backtrack slightly, but I definitely... Something that I immediately really like about that idea of audience engagement mm. like, it's so uncommon to like, for a, like a performer to encourage audience engagement with Other audience members As opposed to like a, am performing And I'm talking to you Can I get you to do this thing But to be like Can you talk to someone else And I'll just stand here And be at the mercy Of what you two get up to Yeah That's super nice Partly because like I saw a show last night And I was like There were other audience members Involved with the performance And I was like You seem interesting I want to talk to you (laughs) Well that was like When I saw Burgers The the
0: the, I think it was Jamie The guy that got brought on stage and and made the burger was terrific. Like audience participation can be really good if Mm. it's handled right. Sure. Yeah, and I think this was just, just the right amount of letting us sort of be ourselves and not having to play into a part that he had for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're right, I think it was it was quite special. It felt quite special. Ah, Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um uh I think uh Matt, was it hot or nonsense? I think it was hot. What? A a message from me to Matt, who I'm sure will listen to this podcast. That you thought hot nonsense was hot. Yes. Great. Not
1: Not nonsense. Great. Plenty of sense. Thank you. And heat. Hot. (laughs) Strong end. Thank you. (laughs) Hello, James. Hi, James. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) You're currently balancing three different screens in front of you. <laughs> it's just uh, suddenly I feel like I'm trying to like I don't know launch some sort of nuclear weapon. Yeah, on, no, be it's, careful. <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on. It's Chucklefest. There's it's a chuckle fest. To, There's a lot to keep on top of. <laughs> Chucklefest doesn't chuckle itself. It doesn't. We have to fest it. Yeah. We have to fest. I it, so I went to demo and mix backyard quiz. Great. Thank you. I agree. Yes, it was at theory bar. Oh, where's theory bar? It used to be loop bar. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So it's like right underneath Improv Conspiracy. Yep. the, uh, so oh, the Ground oh, Floor. Improv, Improv Conspiracy is up. Oh, is Biri the Ground bar floor? is the bottom. Like, you just walk in from the street like yes. garbage.
0: Yes, I've seen a show there. The Ground Floor.
1: The Ground Floor! Thank <laughs> you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, we walked on through and there was like the space at the back, which I didn't know was there, but it's there at least when there's a comedy festival on. Yes. Sweet little space. Good spot. So me, beautiful British Johnny, went inside, sat in the front corner. Great, what's it called again? The bar now? The bar theory bar. Theory bar, okay. Yeah, um, yeah we went to see demo and Mick's Backyard Quiz. <laughs> so, <Sure>. oh. <laughs> yeah, no. So, went in, sat down, then it started. The whole thing was, like, super adorable from the start. So, it was, like, two, like, high-top tables, like, those ones that you sit at, like, the tall ones where you, like, at a bar you yep. would sit at, and they had, like, bath towels over the top of them as tablecloths and different colours to signify the two different teams that are going to exist. Oh, cute. Yeah, and the whole sort of thing, it was kind of like... Uh, it's like a chance to eavesdrop on the funniest table at the trivia night, you know? Oh, <laughs> In sure! In terms of because like, what it kind of is, is like they bring out... So the whole thing is the whole thing's hosted by Damo Hatcher and then they bring out four comedians and then they put two on one team two on the other team and then Damo hosts this quiz oh so
0: different comedians every night yes oh yeah, that's yeah.
1: great yeah yeah so the combination that we got was Elise Phillips and Tosh Greenslade were sitting on the left and then Donna Collins and Jules Gostello were sitting on the right gorgeous so they're the two teams and then yeah so then Damo comes out and then we sort of like get like a brief bio of all of them and then um, yeah and then asked each of them what their favourite dinosaur was what is your favourite dinosaur James
0: um my favorite dinosaur would probably be the Oh um, um, the, May the the what's the really, really big one in Jurassic? Park? World that eats the the t-
1: dinosaur at the end, the big one of the water, the one that eats the nanny that doesn't deserve to die as gruesomely yes, as she does. Yes, the one dies so gruesomely. Yes, the one that from the start doesn't care about children is tasked with caring about two of the worst children ever, and then is punished by the universe. Flying of
0: birds that drag her into the air, and then she's eaten by that giant.
1: Yes, thing. that like weird thing in like that weird Sea World tank. Yes, that's that the is one like, that I like. I'm gonna eat this girl from Merlin. That's that what is I like. so. Oh. Good choice. What about you? No, that's the thing. I only have a, f- have a f- like frame of reference that is based on... Like, Jurassic Park? On, like, pop culture. So my answer is either going to be the one that blinds Newman in the first Jurassic Park. With... The- Go on, sorry. Yeah, so that's my first the idea. Then my second one is Reptar from Rugrats. Okay. So the <laughs> one that blinds Newman in Jurassic, the, is that the little frill neck one? Yes, the one that's like, ah! and, <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, oh, you can't hurt me. I'm Newman from Seinfeld, and you're funny looking. And then it spits like black gunk. Into Have his you eyes. ever
0: read the There's a, There's a the original book. There's a passage where he gets killed by a dinosaur, and it is horrendous. Original book of Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. It's based off a book. And Newman is in that. Book. Newman is a character in that book. Okay. I don't know if Newman's his name, but like <laughs> that character yeah. gets killed by a dinosaur that blinds him, and it is one of the most. If you want to read something truly chilling read that passage from jurassic park it is one of the most unnerving and disturbing things i've read oh god horrible horrible stuff like really really gruesome like what it would actually be like if you were killed by a dinosaur that blinds and hunts you golly is that one
1: book is that michael crichton
0: it is the guy that wrote westworld as well Ah, okay. Yeah. And is it a franchise of books or just one book? Um, I'm actually not sure. I assume it's a franchise of books, but I'm just saying that because there are movies. So who knows? Huh, not huh, me. Yeah. Not me.
1: Okay. Great. And there's no
0: way to find out. <laughs> so the backyard quiz. The backyard
1: quiz. Yes. Uh, so another element of the entire thing was throughout the entire quiz they were given eggs each, and the <laughs> the idea was that at the end, provided that they hadn't broken the egg, the temperature that the egg rose by would be points that they would receive. So the idea is that you can heat your egg however you want to heat your egg. But oh. you want it to be hotter because those points will get added to your score at the end. How do they
0: test the temperature of the
1: egg? They have one of those like little laser guns. Like oh, we're living
0: in COVID times? Yes. Yes. Rema- <laughs>
1: yeah, remember when you would go to like chemist warehouse and they wanted to make sure you didn't have the death virus? They, so they were the gun at your head. Head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want moisturizer <laughs> before you come in? <laughs> yeah right yeah so that was just a fun element and I only bring that up not just because it's a thing that happened but also because it was a a real cause of like an unexpected like Jake episode inside of myself Because Tosh Greenslade, can I guess? Go ahead.
0: Can I guess that he nursed the egg in a way that made you think, God, that's nice that a man's doing that? Is that what
1: <laughs> Shut happened? <up. laughs> Shut the fuck up Is forever. It's absolutely what happened. <laughs> there was something about watching this like handsome, funny man sit at this little table. Uh, and he was holding the egg in his hands and he was talking about like being a father and he was like making this egg uh, warm okay, yeah. and I was just. <laughs> was the most I thought it was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen like a book <laughs> like a fucking shut book shut up because it was just it even made me just think about like the idea of parenting <laughs> and how like Jake. he's doing something so like tender and lovely while also being like a funny comedian man out on the town yep, <laughs> yep. yep. Just, he's a dad ugh <laughs> oh, Jake I'm a fucking
0: you're idiot a, not an idiot you just you know mm. yeah you're an idiot oh okay. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah no no.
0: Um. Yeah. And that is. That is. I. I think that would happen to me as well.
1: Though. I see. how That would. Happen. Sure. Okay. It's nice of you to pr- pretend to be as broken as me. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. And. Uh. Yeah. Now. And that's the thing. It's like that as a starting point. Like it was like a. It's a comedic experience with a lot more joy and kindness than I was ready for. Like the whole thing was so delightful. Oh, that's so it was nice. Just, it was really nice because it was just. It sounds like, like a really cute setup. That's the thing. It was super cute, and it continued to be cute the entire time, especially in the way that it was like. It was, I would guess, maybe, like, 30-ish of us there. Mm. I'm bad at guessing numbers of people. Yep. But the idea that it was just, like, it was this nice setting where we could just kind of, kind of like, sit in our chairs facing these funny people who were being lovely. And it was just, like, the, the, the essence of it was very conversational. And it was all very, just, like, people learning little factoids. Oh, and so nice. It was super nice. And, like, even, like, the genre question that it was, like, it wasn't a lot of, like, general-knowledge-y, lots of people will know the answer to these things. Like, a lot of it was just, like, things that were kind of just like designed to entirely stump you mm. and more so generate, like, funny chit-chatty conversation around the things, you know?
0: Oh, that's... So, it's, it's nice to walk into a space of theatre and for it to feel so inviting to the audience in particular. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, that's such a unique experience that I think specifically happens mostly during comedy festival. Right. I, mean, I would okay. argue, really, because of that reason that, yeah, Fringe and, and, and Cabaret and all these other festivals are usually... Fourth wall theatre pieces But comedy invites people To be a part of it Like it, yeah. y- you are the reason This show is funny Like you're not funny mm-hmm. If it's
1: not funny in a vacuum For sure Yeah That's so nice Yeah um, And too Like even when Like talking about And seeing a bunch of like Shows at the comedy festival Like you get a chance To kind of like witness The, the spectrum of style That exists even in you know, with the, with the idea of what even like comedy on stage is supposed to be, like you can see the different ways in which that comedy can even come at you from the stage, you mm. know? And this is one of those ones where it's like, you're just kind of like next to a funny thing that's happening and you aren't just, you aren't being like slapped in the face by jokes. It's just kind of like getting to, uh, I don't know. It's like it, it was like, it felt kind of like it was like a celebration of so many things and one of them being the underappreciated value of having funny people around you. Totally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's it's a different sort of comedy. That's not yeah, people shouting jokes at you and waiting for you to laugh. It's just like here are some people who are funny. Let's just make them do something and just by being funny, they're just gonna make it work. Yeah. And, and just, that is so yeah. like, so special.
1: And reminds you of like it's it's really feel it felt like and this sounds like it's just an ad, but it's not. It's just like I it, it really felt like it'd be like a really nice way to kind of like finish off your evening in terms of like getting to like Calm down a bit and just, like, watch some people be wonderful mm. and funny and uh, get along with each other and just... It, it kind of was, like, the bottled essence, kind of, of what I like about comedy in the first place. Oh, so
0: I nice. I guess. Yeah, it was sweet. What would you describe that as? What is it that you like about
1: comedy in the first It depends place? on my mood, but, like, when reflecting on this show, it's, like, something about this show that I liked, which is the thing I like about comedy, was just that sense of, like it being nice to have funny people in your life totally and to acknowledge it quite directly as a component of living happily i think like if you yourself are not a funny person you should probably find someone funny to be around oh, or God. i don't know just get really obsessed with an instagram comedian i suppose that but not it's some... like it's a, unless you're living like quite a like i don't know happy existence you need to be able to have a sense of humor to survive totally I'd comedy say. is one of those few guaranteed serotonin boosters. Sure, I suppose so. But even thinking that, it's like, sure, lonely, miserable, like, dying people need a reason to laugh. But then I'm thinking too, like, super duper privileged, wealthy people. Maybe they get really into, like, some sort of, like, evil version of comedy. Maybe that's what happened to Army Hammer. I don't know. I think that's (laughs) any sort of comedian that has sets about, like, like,
0: comedy that's specifically built around, like, being a rich lawyer. Or, like, comedy that's specifically about, like, The hotel wasn't up to scratch Like that sort of stuff You know people who Like a late Seinfeld material Is that what you're getting at? I've never seen Seinfeld So I couldn't actually say But just like rich jokes Sure Jokes for fucking rich people (laughs)
1: sure Um, I also want to bring up Mike Barnes was playing the tech like I wasn't not playing the tech he was the tech oh wow did a really (laughs) good job and he'd like enter he'd insert himself via voiceover to talk to the people on stage which I thought was like a cool element as well yeah nice and then his daughter Eris Barnes I wasn't ready for her I just thought she was like this like magnificent sort of like young space creature that was just kind of like this wonderful person sitting on the side of the stage. But she ended up being like the daughter of the tech guy. And then she would also like swing in with like remarks and input. And she's just like this like funky young person that came in, like ran one segment by herself, which was about rule 34. (laughs) What's that? I don't know. Well, I wasn't certain of what it was, but then one of my favorites, Tosh Greenslade, (laughs) um, volunteered to like describe what it was. And it's like, if, it exists, there's a porn of it? I I don't know, I wouldn't know. You are, you... Rule 34, (laughs) yes, It's, it's the rule that
0: if something exists in any sort of form, there is going to be a version of it online that has been made as pornography.
1: And is there a version of that that you have memorably experienced?
0: Um, I mean, like, insofar as you might stumble across, like, I don't really know how to talk about this that doesn't out me as a weird porn person. I think people have assumed that about you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just give them um, the fodder. Yeah, just any sort of like, you know, there's there's always drawn porn out there of, of everything. You name it. N- name a thing.
1: Yeah, I think you're trying to deflect now. No, what, na- <laughs> name name a thing. Name a thing that's drawn. And name anything. Any sort of fictional person. The... Household items from Beauty and the Beast
0: Yep There's definitely drawn porn of them out there That's all
1: you were going to do with my suggestion? Yes <laughs> Just say But yes. also you
0: picked something that is like Oh yeah there is 100% It's Disney that's 100% drawn porn Really? From, that wardrobe know. has oh, done yeah. sex stuff with that clock? I guarantee you If you were to look that up That does exist Oh god Should we look that up now? <laughs> well I hope it was all happy I'm going to look that up right now
1: <laughs> You're going to look up Beauty and the Beast I'm going to check furniture. Let's have a look sex. Let's have a look Yeah Okay I'm going to sit here and as I'm always forced to do when James falls into these internet rabbit holes. just Well, you could always just stop recording and we can cut. I could, but you know, I try to keep it raw and real for the people. Beauty and Um, the beast. I also really enjoyed, I think, uh, to an extent that I worried was too conspicuous, all of the input of Donna Collins during the piece. I I found her to be a very funny performer and I look forward to finding an opportunity to see her show that is currently on, I think at the Motley Bauhaus, but don't quote me, but that's where I think it is. Um, what else? I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. I don't know why it's taking you so long. Every time you use the internet, it seems as if you've never done it before. Okay, James is currently showing me... God. Okay, so it's like a a pretty good drawing of Belle from Beauty and the Beast tied up in BDSM stuff while Mm. the teapot and the wardrobe watch her struggle. (laughs) Yep. Oh! (laughs) Is that one... Okay, then there's another one where she's a bit more comfortable. The wardrobe is still involved. Oh, and the teapot is is watching Belle and she's not wearing any undie pants.
0: Yeah, it just
1: goes on like that. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, I'm pretty cool with not seeing yes, any more safe, of that. Yeah, I'm done. Um, yeah, and oh, and just one final thing. Like, the night that we went was a fundraiser for the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. Oh, amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, which is so cool. So, uh, we'll also put in a link to that fundraiser in the show notes of this episode if you want to donate to that fantastic cause. Chuckle's going to a good cause. Chuckle's going to a good cause that's great yeah yeah oh and one other thing that is maybe not worth how even many one up. other things one, do no, you have one last thing and I promise it means less than everything else I've already said great perfect <laughs> I just like seeing these moments that I just I don't know someone has like a new spin on an old thing while I was going home from the performance right. okay. <laughs> I was on the tram and this man stood up to get off the tram and he like pulled the little cord so that it, the tram would stop at the next stop after he pulled the cord down He like flicked his hand, like he was like getting rid of a cigarette.
0: Oh, a
1: little flourish. Yeah, I just thought that was really fucking cool. Flick. Oh, that's that is cool. Right, like Like, that, like pull it. Then like done with that shit. Maybe the cord was wet. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know how sopping wet one of those plastic cords could be. Don't get on a tram with me then. Oh God, you need you leave the whole thing sopping.
0: Yeah, I sweat a lot. I'm sweaty. Um, that's really fun though yeah, no, yeah, so I, lo-
1: I think yeah Either take that up On your own You sweet listener at home <laughs> It could just be Like a cool way To you know Disembark from a tram Leave a message You know yeah, People they, will see it and Let them think,
0: know That you don't care
1: Yeah It's like wow that, that, that cowboy renegade Is done with this tram And I'm glad I was here for it Yeehaw, haw You little tram boy <laughs> Episode one done Of Jake and, Jake Jamesy's, and Jamesy's Chuckle, chuckle Fest
0: ha, ha! That's unbearable. <laughs> oh, I hated that. Uh, great. Great. All right. Um, proud of us? Sure. <laughs> Excited to talk about more comedy shows that we're seeing? Yeah, this is just the beginning. You have no idea what's coming. Who? You don't? Or the they the don't. listeners. The listeners. Oh, great. You have no fucking clue. No. <laughs> You've <laughs> yes, got but... no idea what's on its way,
1: love. Yeah. It's a new new character I'm trying. Yeah. I'm into it, whoever that is. I, I look forward to getting to know, know them a bit better throughout the Sparkly festival. Chuckley John. Chuckley John.
0: I'm Chuckley John, aren't I? It's Johnny. Oh, it's just I've I've just reinvented Johnny. She just well. co opted,
1: beautiful British Johnny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh well Ah. Uh, on that note, we may disagree with things that we've said on this podcast mm-hmm. already. Our opinions change because we are human
1: beings, and we're still growing. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. And friends don't. let Friends become theatre critics. They just don't. They just they don't. don't do it. Um. This is just the beginning of the festival, and it's quite a long festival. So if you're doing something that you'd like us to come to, please invite us to it, and we'll come along and talk about it. Love to.
0: Yeah. Um, I love a love a chuckle. Love having a chuckle. You fest. do love a chuckle.
1: Yes. Yes. And this is Jack and Jamesy's chuckle fest. Jack and Jamesy's um, chuckle fest. I'll speak to you super duper soon. Um great, great great love you
0: miss you